This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nelly. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are vowing to keep a close eye on implementation as the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement enters force tomorrow. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson says the U.S. needs to be vigilant to make sure COVID-19 is not used as an excuse to slow implementation. There are not a lot, but there are some troubling signs out there of people using COVID as a reason to put up trade barriers. Uh, We see some monkey business going on in Mexico. We uh, continue to worry about the uh, Canadians and uh, what they're up to with dairy policy. Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley says Mexico has stopped approving biotech trades. And they have offered no satisfactory explanation for the lack of approvals. Uh, And so I expect uh, the U.S. uh, trade representative to aggressively and fairly use the tools of dispute settlement, including the USMCA, or in that agreement to ensure Mexico and Canada live up to their commitments. Both Peterson and Grassley said the agreement has benefits for agriculture, but will make sure it is enforced equally among the three countries. Corn, soybeans, and wheat futures ended the day higher after USDA's June acreage report estimated farmers will plant 5 million fewer corn acres than the 97 million acre projection in March. USDA officials estimate 92 million acres of corn are planted for 2020, but Mike Pearson with Zanarag Hedge says USDA included a special note citing acres left to be planted. 92 million acres. I think they're saying that there was at the time of surveying, which was from May 30th to June 16th, 2.2 million of this 92 left to go on the ground. Theoretically, if none of those acres went in, even though they were intended to be planted, you know, maybe we're looking at a 90 million acre corn crop. Pearson says regardless, the number was sharply lower than USDA's March estimate. Department officials estimate 83.8 million acres of soybeans are planted this year, which is up from 76.1 million acres last year. Read this story at agripulse.com. Here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Americans are awakening to the reality that protecting our food supply is part of our national security. Farm Bureau is proud to stand up for the women and men who work tirelessly to stock America's pantry. Learn more at fb.org. Iowa U.S. Senate candidates Joni Ernst and Teresa Greenfield are battling over biofuel policy as their race heats up. Democratic candidate Greenfield says Ernst should have never voted for EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler in the first place. She voted to put a fossil fuel lobbyist in head of, head of the EPA, knowing that they would put the interests of the fossil fuel industry and big oil first and foremost. I don't think she was able to do that because Senator Joni Ernst is beholden to her corporate PAC donors. But incumbent Republican Ernst told reporters Monday Greenfield is late to the game on biofuels. We will hold them accountable for that 15 billion gallons. And if we don't get there, you know, I've already asked for him to resign. That was eight months ago. Iowa leads the nation in biodiesel and ethanol production, so gaining support from producers will be crucial. A new climate crisis action plan unveiled by the House today includes certain recommendations on how biofuels and carbon sequestration can help reduce air pollution. The plan calls for the development of a low-carbon fuel standard, a broad deployment of carbon capture and storage, and incentivizing increased agricultural carbon sequestration. Biofuel groups, including the American Coalition for Ethanol, Renewable Fuels Association, and Growth Energy, 
or encourage the plan includes their industry. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association, on the other hand, says the plan is, quote, unfortunately the product of partisan discussions that failed to encompass important constituent communities across the country, end quote. Livestock producers are praising a bill to create new direct-to-consumer options for beef producers, processors, and small meat markets. House Republican Dusty Johnson of South Dakota and Democrat Henry Cuellar of Texas introduced the bill known as the Direct Act of 2020. The bill would amend retail exemptions under current law to allow meat processed under state-inspected establishments that meet federal requirements to be sold across state lines through e-commerce. Supporters of the bill also say it would not compromise federal food safety standards or market access under existing trade agreements. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully.